Welcome to Game Off Podcast number 53, first one of 2022, where we're going to be talking about some great games from last year, like It Takes Two and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, as well as talking about a little bit of news that you might have heard of recently about some company called Activision Blizzard being bought up by some other company called Microsoft. I'm your host, Andrew, a.k.a. Solitalker, here with another host, Brent, a.k.a. Arcadia. And we're going to jump right into this news because it is the biggest news that I heard this week. Uh, and there's all sorts of politics news going on. So this is even bigger than that, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, some might say it's the biggest news of the the, the long year we've been in. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's a, a 70 billion dollar deal here. I don't know how to even compare that to anything because when microsoft bought um bought minecraft i think it was like 1.2 billion so Mm -hmm. you know like 55 times more than that do you remember what they bought uh bethesda for like 7 billion so this is even this is like eight times eight nine times more that's a lot that's a lot of billion i'm just i'm just gonna throw uh, it out there i'm gonna throw that out there yeah, let's not pretend we know what this money even means. Like, it might as well just be 14 million crates of goldfish. I, I don't know. What, I don't know what these numbers mean. How how can Microsoft <laughs> afford this? And it's um, ca- it, from my understanding, it's an all cash transaction as well. And that yeah, that, that to me sounds saying. in my mind, I'm I'm picturing that like a guy going and buying a car off the lot cash. And I'm sure that's not what it means. They're, Microsoft isn't just showing up with a $68 billion check. Yeah, like that scene in Dark Knight where he burns the mountain of money. It's just like, come to my warehouse if you want to pick up your money for the deal. <laughs> so I think the, the most important thing to talk about here um, is what this might mean for Game Pass, because I, I can't speak to what this means <laughs> on an economic level. Like I, I don't, uh, know, I don't know shit about business or finance or how to run a business, but I do know about Game Pass, <laughs> the savings, the value. <laughs> the sa- welcome, welcome to Game Pass off. <laughs> now, I found a a list here of some of the the IPs that you might not think of that because you you think of like Blizzard, uh, Blizzard, and you've got like Diablo, they've got Overwatch, they've got the Warcraft and Starcraft games, and that's those are all obvious. Some of the Call of Duty stuff, but hmm. Microsoft now can legally make a sequel to Blur. <laughs> Shut up. Microsoft now owns the rights to Geometry Wars. Oh, oh, now we're talking, bro. Now we're talking. Oh, I speak in my language. Geometry Wars 4 coming at you. Geometry Wars was so if they just like because I mean, Microsoft Game Pass already has some of those types of games. They've got one that's like a dot moving through a circle that I played a lot of. They've got that, that Tetris effect. You know what? You know the dot going through the circle game I'm talking about, right? Uh, no, maybe not. Okay, I think it was called like Hyperdot or something. Anyways, they've got, oh, you know, yes, yeah, yeah. Game, game Pass has those kind of smaller games in them, um, that you know, that Geometry Wars would fit perfectly for. They've got, they've got the, the rights to prototype. Remember prototype? Yes. Oh, yeah. That was with the, <laughs> the guy that made this, the spear out of shadows, right? Or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
is, is arm morphed. I want to speak to our producer here. When you edit this, do not shorten that pause by even a millionth of a second. That that pause has to be as long to really truly get that in there. You could hear my mind like blowing off the dust from this tome that had been lost to time. And on the front, it's I saw the fucking box art for prototype, and I was like, "That's it. I remember." <laughs> <laughs> but I only played 20 minutes of that game. It seemed very weird. <laughs> now, you've so you've got that. You've got that as a thing that they can bring back. You can bring back uh, Singularity. Remember Singularity? I love that this yeah, is listed as an... That was a pretty good game. <laughs> I liked that, but I like that this is listed as an IP that anyone would give a shit about. IP, yeah. It's about a, about a franchise. About as much of a franchise <laughs> as the taco truck down the street for me. <laughs> They now also own the Skylanders games, which I know were incredibly popular and profitable for a short period of time. Oh, yeah. But more importantly, the Soldier of Fortune series. <laughs> I, I'm surprised they owned that. I thought that was like the army's property. <laughs> no, I think you're thinking of um, uh, America's... Soldier of Misfortune. <laughs> yeah. Or oh, America's Delta Army. Fort- yeah. America's Army. Is either that or Delta Force. <laughs> these these are the kind of, the, the true crime games, true crime streets of LA. Bring that back. <laughs> yeah, I Which, wonder if they'll utilize this like peripherals division. Now, just because you mentioned Skylanders, like I was thinking about Guitar Hero. Oh well, so they yeah. must have like some sort of pipeline for all these weird little like plastic tchotchkes and peripherals that maybe they can make use of. Finally, some amiibo that I'll give a shit about. <laughs> This this yeah. could this could finally bring back Interstate seventy six, which I forgot. Like that's a. Uh, did, did you ever play the Interstate seventy six, Interstate eighty two games? No, you're. This, I'm going what way is back. This? All right, what about Vigilante eight? Oh, of course. There okay. we go. Yeah, so the Vigilante premier N sixty four game. That is a spinoff of the Interstate seventy six series. Interstate seventy six was a, like a a story and mission based vehicular combat game but with incredibly oh. specific like driving and damage mechanics where like specific parts of your car would get damaged you could target specific parts of the the your opponent's cars um you could customize the way oh. your car was kitted out and basically there were just certain number of hard points on each type of car and each weapon took up a certain number of hard points so you could as if you could make it fit you could do whatever configuration you wanted on your car Hmm. It wasn't like a, you know, like inter- like a Twisted Metal where you were picking from a stock set of 12 characters. Yeah. Interstate- Sounds uh, way ahead of its time. It was. Interstate 82 allowed you to get out of your car. So you could, while driving, turn and fire a pistol out of the driver or passenger's window. And if you shot <laughs> the driver of another car, you could get out and then steal their car and keep driving oh, in that. It was, yeah, it was a wild set of games that were incredibly unpopular and no one bought them. So, <laughs> sorry, Andy. Yeah, I, that's it's it's my curse. But anyways, they own that series now. They could bring that back. They could bring back Gun, that Xbox classic that no one played, or I guess people played but no one talks about anymore. Yeah, Red Red Dead Zero. Red De- yeah, Red Dead Zero. Um, so th- <laughs> this this is a lot of stuff that that is now available to show up on Game Pass, especially if they start bringing in older games. They could theoretically work world of warcraft into your game pass subscription which would be fucking huge 
Yeah, yeah, my buddy just made a crack about that not long ago, and I was like, you know what? I would actually log into World of Warcraft if I had a free subscription to that game. I like, think a lot see of what's people new, would. What's going on? Yeah, and I, what did they? I don't, I don't know if this number is accurate, but I heard something like twenty-five million people are on Game Pass now. Like, it's I think huge. The, like, record high subscription for World of Warcraft is like thirteen million, and that was like gangbusters, like gangbusters high subscriptions. So imagine if that just fucking like tripled overnight. Well, you've got because uh, from from Microsoft's press release about this, you got 25 million on Game Pass and you've got 400 million active um, monthly players across all of ABK's properties. Yeah, now, I don't know. Like if you're including the King games in that, that kind of queers the numbers a little bit. Because I feel the only like one we, I know is Candy Crush, so but it might. <laughs> yeah, the, like even if that's half of it, that's that's still weird. But hell take away 90 percent. that's still 40 million additional monthly players that you could pull into game pass yeah shit wow there so, there are clearly some positives for for game pass users um <laughs> are you saying that there what? may be some negatives for other people like the rest of the industry <laughs> yeah before like i i'm having trouble like spinning this as bad because i am a, an active game pass user who also once upon a time really loved all these blizzard games that have since like been on a really really bad trajectory since they merged with activision like my first my first reaction to this before i could even digest the news was like oh maybe blizzard will make a good game again like <laughs> that that's 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 the positive i took took from it but then also there's there's the negative sandy i mean we're talking that but activision is the single biggest non uh council operating game publisher in the world Right. That $70 billion cap is almost double the next biggest, which is EA. Um, so that means that like Microsoft owns a tremendous um portion of the games industry now. Oh yeah. Like like I, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I can't conceptualize it because I'm still digesting this information and I haven't seen any like real like like data data takes on this, just just hot takes and whatnot. But like I, what do you think this is going to do to the gaming landscape? Like Call of Duty isn't going to be on PlayStation in three years. Like they probably have deal outstanding deals for the next couple of years and whatnot. Um, like Overwatch, that's not a big deal anymore. But Call of Duty is obviously the big one. Like, what do, what do you think the ramifications are for this moving forward? Oh, I think it's huge. I think it's absolutely and what you're describing, because like you're already seeing that with the, one of them talking about uh, the next Elder Scrolls game, not not making it to PlayStation. Mm. And that you know that's a big that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Elder Scrolls is a big deal, and you can you know say oh it's not a, it's not a it's not a Call of Duty, it's not a Battlefront or Battlefield game, but Elder you know Skyrim as a whole has sold how many copies over the last decade? It it, it is you know it is in the gaming it's zeitgeist. Be million, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, easily it is in the gaming zeitgeist permanently. Yeah. So like we are, this is not something that we can just kind of pretend is going to have little ripple effects or is is going to be fine i think uh, unfortunately it, it's going to be something that we um we're not going to know a, a fully but i think this is going to really kill competition yeah i i and i think that it's going to get harder for 
new interesting ideas to come from AAA studios. You're still going to get AA and indie stuff making interesting ideas. And Microsoft seems to be pretty good with letting their teams go in whatever direction they want and kind of play with interesting ideas. You know, they're, they're still yeah. letting um, what's his face there, uh, uh, Double Fine, make games. So, like, they're, they're clearly not opposed to different, potentially not profitable ideas, but they didn't buy abk to get their hands on guitar hero and <laughs> this in blur you know they, they didn't buy them for the, those things. they bought them for the big names they bought them for diablo for call of duty for hell even tony hawk pro skater yeah i don't know yeah. what, what, are, what I, the, are you thinking i mean they're not gonna have to do any work for the call of duty franchise to make them money like that's that's going to be like just just like the the Minecraft deal, like once upon a time when they bought, they bought Minecraft and uh, off of what's his name, the the Nazi guy. Oh yeah, guy. Mark, Marcus Pearson. Uh, yeah, um, <clears throat> like people thought it was a bad move because it was so expensive. It's like Minecraft doesn't bring in like one point two billion dollars. Like <laughs> it is like not even close. It's like, but they, they've they've they were able to nurture that IP and. It's some people would say it's more popular than ever now, right? Like, oh yeah, it, like they bought that. They bought it like eight years ago now, like an eternity ago. Like there's no way they haven't made money off it by now. So, like if if you expect that sort of same care with something that is essentially perennial, it just in a very different way, like Call of Duty, like they're gonna make their money back easy. Um, but I, it, I the so. <laughs> I guess I have a lot of like conflicting feelings because it's like it's such a big acquisition. Are you kidding me? Oh, um, no, it is. But like, I, I'm going to talk about Call of Duty the most just because that that's that's the big that's the big fucking cash money cow here. Obviously, um, it sells far more than any game that Microsoft or Sony publishes. So suddenly, Microsoft just has this absolute Goliath in their in their fucking corner. Um, yeah, Call of Duty's like been sort of experiencing a, 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 a series fatigue lately. Like the the new game, I already forgot the name of it, Vanguard. The new game Vanguard came out like two months ago. Is that Sold out really well? Of course. Yeah, yeah, they come out every single November. It came out. It was already like two weeks after it came out. It was below Modern Warfare, like the remake from a few years back now, on like the top played Xbox list. So it, it like there's clearly some series of T going on. Like it's been like four years since they have this mega hit and in, in the realm of like Black Ops 2, um, Black Ops 1, the original Modern Warfare 1 and 2. Like, right. Those right. were those were like the only games people were playing at the time. And now it's like we I don't even know what the last three games that came out it was like Vanguard, like maybe the Black Ops remake or something. I don't know. Like I don't even know the last one. So wasn't there a World War Two one or um, yeah. So am I, am I going so back the, too far? There was, there was World War Two was the name of it somewhere in the mix, or maybe World War One, and then there was another one. I yeah, it's too, it's impossible to track. But like, it, it, turn these games into maybe like every other year games instead of every year. Um, is they like Activision's been having trouble pumping these out on a yearly basis. They have three, three different studios working on them with three year development cycles. And every 
couple years, like there's a stumble. Like the, one of the games didn't even have a single player when it was when it launched. I think it, that was Black Ops Three. It's like, uh, yeah, I know we had three years on this game, but like it's not enough. Like, what are we gonna do? It's like we're gonna launch whatever that game is in November, no matter what. Like, right? That's gonna that that I expect to change under Microsoft. So. <sighs> I, I yeah <laughs> like call of duty may may be one of the greatest um benefiters of this and i think it could propel it once again to like these like colossal heights like that are completely untouchable by things like battlefield and what have you well especially with how badly battlefield stumbled uh, you know with their latest game tw- I, you know i have seen that that game is just the the player count on that has died and the the player yeah. interest in that has also died pretty pretty massively yeah there's been a really tepid reaction to that game from what i've seen too like no one seems to give a shit at all about that yeah which is a shame because like people spent a lot of time and money making that game yeah yeah i mean halo infinite released in the perfect year when like vanguard and 20 2042 came out and no one seems to give a shit about either of them <laughs> but i hear halo's doing pretty good yeah well that's i wonder if this is one of those things where they can take it in the direction that you know um they did with assassin's creed and kind of say all right let's let's look at what call of duty is as a game more holistically yeah and let's rebuild it from the ground up Mm -hmm. you know keeping the things that make it interesting but also jettisoning everything that is stale or needs you know a shot in the arm and hopefully do that with some of the other abk properties you know do something interesting everything that i saw with overwatch 2 makes me hesitant to be interested in overwatch 2 honestly if overwatch 2 gets canceled canceled as a result of this merger i'll be like i'm i'm for it i'm okay with whatever ramifications monopolies be damned i don't care (laughs) like fuck overwatch 2 i Microsoft now has a bunch of ongoing concern games mm. with, you know, annual recurrent revenue from Hearthstone, Overwatch, the Diablos, World of Warcraft. Yeah. Like that that is that is recurring revenue that they just bought. Yes. And that's and if they're smart, like they have done with Minecraft, they can just kind of massage that a little bit and turn that into real money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe they can. Maybe something will happen with Heroes of the Storm. I, I be interesting to start pulling Microsoft characters now. into that. That would be cool. Well, I'm, I mean, it was, but is it still? Yeah, I don't know now. I mean, if it's a passion project for people on the team, like, yeah, maybe maybe it does get resurrected. that's it's possible i I mean it's probably not likely but it is possible yeah i mean so yeah like blizzard seems to be the real like sore thumb in this whole thing like even their announcement banner it four out of six of the games on there are blizzard games and Mm -hmm. all four of those games have taken black eyes in recent years like activision's just been a fucking l factory for a while like it's it's not even worth touching on why they they were selling like everyone knows about all the allegations and all how how (laughs) shitty the entire business has been operated for a few years now at least if not longer i mean those sexual allegations are obviously very serious and go back i I don't know how long like maybe a decade that's what i heard decade or more yeah that that sort of stuff didn't exactly just start in the the late 2000s like i'm sure it was probably even worse and less reported in like the 90s and i'm i'm sure that 
I'm sure that this is in no way a um, it's a, it's something interesting being you know an interesting move being made by Bobby Kotick to end his tenure there on his terms. Yeah, yeah, and just I, I'm sure I'm sure that's not related to it at all. Yeah, I mean this is going to be the most graceful exit possible for him and his reputation, quote unquote. Like he's just gonna <laughs> just gonna walk out of the door with a like a fat check and you know a pat on the back like people are already saying like way too kind of words about him it's like yeah i mean like business wise he's well it's even that's a stretch like financially he's done a great job over the last couple decades (laughs) so i guess you see what's important in american culture obviously um yeah 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 no yeah like blizzard like like yeah like even even diablo 2 resurrected like that was a mess when that came out. I heard so many people saying the servers were just like completely unusable. Like that probably tanked because like a lot of people were buying that on Steam, um, right? Like that's that's on Steam, right? I remember hearing a lot of things about Diablo, re- refunds. Diablo Two Resurrected. I did. Is that on Steam? I didn't think that was I on Steam. So, they have the Call of Duties on Steam, right? Activision doesn't have I their didn't own. Think that you... Oh, Battle.net. Uh, Activision, yeah, but Battle I don't Net. think you. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think you can get um, any Blizzard shit on on Steam. Yeah, maybe I, that was all through Battle. Yeah, I was Net. hearing people complain that they couldn't get refunds. I saw I saw something about it. it's been out for like six months now. I'm not I don't remember, but yeah, the last <laughs> few World of Warcraft expansions, pretty dog shit. Pretty dog shit. Um, yes, nothing's going on with the StarCraft property. Like I am very excited for like the an, a renaissance at Blizzard. Like like break break them out of like the activision company like once they're fully absorbed like crack that nut open get them away from each other like king doesn't need to be a part of them anymore like make them just the mobile division like microsoft has no mobile division they had they had gears pop (laughs) that closed down last year (laughs) they had uh forza street that's closing down in a month like they (laughs) Oh my God, Forza Street! I forgot about <laughs> yeah, that. Don't, don't, yeah, yeah, th- that'll be the last time I ever mention it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like these these businesses will be great once they're on their own and away from the the evil touch of Activision. Honestly, you know what what makes this interesting for me is this now justifies why Windows Ten came with Candy Crush pre installed. Now they have an excuse <laughs> because. Yeah, now because I fucking hated that, and I was like, "Oh, this is so gross. This is just gross act advertising for like installing some third party company's games. This is so disgusting." But now it's Microsoft's game, so it's perfectly fine. <laughs> How they'll actually like run like security analysis on it, maybe? Like, yeah, fuck it <laughs> on every OS, business OS. That's fine. Now it's it's just right up there with with Space Cadet Pinball 3D. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I it's just overwhelming to talk about such a huge topic. Like I'm sure I was rambling in every possible direction there for a minute, but it's like cuz I'm still it's been a day since the news came out and I still like haven't fully come to terms with it. Like the real concerns I I'm sure you probably read some more hot takes on this. The real concerns really are that it's just like it could easily become a monopoly. <laughs> like in a year it's going to be like oh, yeah. uh should we have broken this up a year ago? Uh, maybe it's too late yeah it's going to be difficult to to break that yeah. up and it's going to be difficult to try and like figure out how you draw those lines especially as teams start kind of absorbing each other and games start going across multiple teams like it's th- there's as you said this is one of the 
biggest things out there and there's not a ton of other things out there left to buy yeah i saw someone saying suggesting that sony should buy um konami and just give it to kojima (laughs) just let him come in and (laughs) buy it and then let him come in and run it um sure i mean konami would never do that because well sony would never do that unless they broke up the konami business anyway and like because konami like their business doesn't make any sense it's like sometimes they make games sometimes they just make pachinko machines like (laughs) (laughs) like, when you buy that you're like uh like what am i buying here this is like it must be like the most flat chaotic organization ever but you're right it is mostly just pachinko machines exactly it's like well what was the last game they like they re-released um Castlevania Advance this year. I'm pretty sure that was the only thing they released. I forgot about those Castlevania Advance re-releases. Oh, how fucking dare you? Like legitimately, legitimately just forgot about there it. There were three of them, and I played one of them, and it was great, but very scary for my young my young brain. <laughs> there were bats everywhere. <laughs> this, is, this is something you played recently? No, no, oh, my young brain. Oh, thank you, Andy. Thank you. No, no. It was... You know, you're younger. You're younger than me. <laughs> you're you're a little. You're young. Oh no, no. About like the old like non backlit Game Boy Advance. I ended up playing one of these, and I was like, it's too scary for me. But now I really want to play them because I fucking love Castlevania nowadays. Well, Castlevania is so good. Yeah. Have you seen the anime? Uh no, no. I it's still actually haven't. really good really good it's, that's what i've heard i've heard nothing but good things about it i've heard from uh, like a dozen people that i would really enjoy it and that i'd be really into it and that it's not it's it's both not as anime as i think it's going to be and also like way better than it has any right to be <laughs> yeah i think it's american produced and it's like it's it's not really like anime like the dialogue is surprisingly sharp and witty and blah 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 anyway i'm sure you've heard all this already not related to anything we're talking about but give it a shot if you can. Anyway, any uh, any other thoughts on this? The, the acquisition? No, no, I I don't have any thoughts on it. it like it's, I, well, I, mean, I have a lot of yeah. thoughts on it, but all of them are just like, but what about this? But what about <laughs> this? What about like none of it is useful conversation. It's just things racing around in my yes, mind. That's how I feel at this point too. But yeah, we've touched you know, on the bigger it parts. It feels very reminiscent. It feels very reminiscent of uh, the like Disney just bought Star Wars conversations. <laughs> what does this mean? Yeah, it's like oh god, Mickey Mouse is going to be on the Millennium Falcon, and I'm going to kill myself. Like, okay. And what I'm <laughs> basically what I was going to say what what I what my biggest fear is this will mean the same level of quality out of these new properties as we have gotten from the Star Wars franchise in the last decade. Oh. And you you know read that as you will. <laughs> you can take Touch that and go. if you if you're very if you're very happy that you know they didn't get the that Lord and Miller didn't get their Han Solo movie made, then you're probably going <sighs> to love the next Caesar game. <laughs> and that's uh Ron Oh fuck, what's his name? Ron Ron, Ron Howard. Howard, boy, his solo movie was dog shoot. God, he he just knows how to direct high octane space battles. When I think of high octane space battles, I think of Ron Howard. <laughs> He's my guy. If he can't do it, nobody can. When I think of pithy space dialogue and and sarcastic, witty characters and rebels <sighs> and rogues, I think of Ron Jesus, Howard. Yeah, and the f- films Ron Howard has made. 
<laughs> I think of the various roles that Tom Hanks has played. Oh, no. Make it, make the pain stop. Anyway, I'm glad they took a step back from that. Yeah, I know. I, like, yeah. honestly, like, I, I don't have high hopes for these games. Like, I just want the quality of Blizzard games to get back to what they were. That would be the best thing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my last thought on that. I don't want Microsoft to dump money into them and start making, like, you know, Blizzard times two. Like, no, just, just make a, just keep making great games, boys, or go back to it. Yeah. Just go back to making a game and selling that yeah. game, which is the thing I will I will give Microsoft credit for with a lot of its first party games that they seem to generally not be as microtransaction focused as other companies. Mm. They, they still have some. They still have some of that shit in there, but it's the, it's not as focused as things like Overwatch are or things like Hearthstone are. Yeah. The, where, where you can just smell the monetization on it. Yeah, I was struggling for a second there to even remember what was in Halo Infinite. And I think it's just like boosters for the battle pass. So it's like, I don't want to grind this out, so I'm going to pay to get levels. And it's like, well, okay, like all you're paying for is more cosmetics. So if that's what you want, go for it. Otherwise, you can still get them for free, just slower. Same with Forza. Yeah. Forza had a lot of cosmetics, but like that was about it. Oh, that does get my goat in Forza, though, the uh, having to buy the treasure map. I wish at some point you could, like, unlock that, like, super late in the game or something. You know, the treasure map that, like, unlocks all the bonus boards and shit. Yep, yep, yep. It's like $3, so it's, like, slow enough where it's like, oh, this would be so fucking helpful, but I'm not paying for this. (laughs) And then, like, one time, like, for Forza 4, it went on sale, and I was like, fuck, okay, buying it. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm that guy. Okay. Anyway. We are we are now uh you know about 20 minutes into this conversation. We have not touched on either of our games. We should probably get that going. Sure. Uh do, do you want to tell us a little bit about um Guardians of the Galaxy? Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Gargoyles of the Empire State. Yeah, sure. Oh my god, you want to talk about gargoyles? Yeah, oh yeah. How good was Keith David in Gargoyles? <laughs> the best, the best. Guardians of the Galaxy's uh super narrative focused action adventure game. There's very little exploration. It's sort of in the vein of like uncharted in that way you know actually like uncharted but in space is really not all that unfair to it um it has some rpg elements because you are in space and you got you got some some space boys with special abilities and stuff (laughs) but i can't i won't obviously won't talk too much about the narrative because it's like it's pretty short game i think it's like eight to ten hours but it's so high production that like all of those eight hours are just like nonstop, like intense nonstop, just bat, 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 good narrative. Something's happening all the time, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, like to, just to give a little bit of a fucking palette wetter, you, you start off and you get into this botch job. And so then you have to basically make some money to get back. Or are you going to get like on bad on on the bad side of some very powerful people. So it's that like sort of quintessential, like, like guardians of the galaxy story, I guess Uh, there's, there's, (laughs) there's like a, an archetype for this story that I'm not remembering the name of, but it's like, it's a pretty quintessential, like underdog tale. Like, Oh, we got to scrape together this, like nothing's going our way. Just eating L after L after L. But yeah, more to the point. Um, gameplay is uh, quite fun. It's really, really simple. 
you have you always are playing as star lord you're always playing a star lord though you do level up special abilities for the other characters playing a star lord you're, you're shooting got the guns bit a bit of a bot you're you, you it's like an auto lock so <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to cover a lot of ground here all right yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so star lord obviously has guns in the movies I'll, I'll i'll state this once and for all it doesn't take place it's not a movie adaptation or anything it's its own story based on you know the characters from the comic books there's no canon portion of it that it fits in but anyway if you've seen the movies you know star lord has a couple blaster guns and he has his face mask in the game those are both integrated really well the face mask you use to scan objects you can learn whether or not you can do special abilities from your other allies when you scan the objects you as star lord are pretty useless <laughs> you can basically just shoot things to break them but all your other allies can like lift up huge boulders or like blow away huge sloths of things or if you're groot you can create the fucking like entire vine bridges to get across fucking ledges and stuff all very handy stuff star lord just shoots shit and scans shit um but he's he is a uh, half american so what do you expect <laughs> so back to the combat the combat is super simple it's basically just like lock on and shoot um and dodge so you it's fast paced in that you're sort of always moving it's sort of like the the doom style like if you stand still you're gonna get blasted like there's semi slow moving objects and enemies like rolling towards you at all times Mm -hmm. you just gotta keep rolling and moving and you'll you'll be fine um you got some some elemental modifiers that uh can like you'll, you'll use that are sort of like that combat puzzle element like the rock paper scissors-esque thing that a lot of games do it's just like oh he's red i better use my my ice bullets or whatever so um that makes some of the combat a bit more engaging the aforementioned ally abilities um that you can level up you can opt to level their abilities up higher so if you like rockets is really strong because i think it's just a fucking grenade that nukes everyone so i was like i just am pushing this one button and everything's dying why am i'll like fuck star lord like i'm gonna level this up as fast as possible sure shit i was just like walking through battles with that yeah it's it's not a super hard game challenge wise i don't remember if there were difficulties um i think there is The, the the exploration is limited to like those those out of combat abilities I mentioned. So there'll be like minor puzzles that you have to do like, Oh, pick up this boulder so we can climb up here. And then, Oh, there's a bridge that I need to get rocket across. Cause he's small enough to fit in this, this nook. So you have group create a bridge and then you send rocket over to the hole and then rocket hacks a thing. And then, you know, uh, Gamora climbs up really high cause she's, strong and can stab her big knife into a rock that sort of thing yeah (laughs) god you sound like you have a lot of love and reverence for these characters (laughs) sure um there are some branching dialogue options that lead to apparently considerably different level design so one of the early ones is basically you can take the side of Rocket or Groot. I won't mm-hmm. I won't reveal it, even though it's early on. Like I said, it's a short game, so I don't know how early it, it is. I don't want to spoil anything, but I think it was in the E3 trailer. But anyway, you can pick you can pick one or the other to sort of like 
I don't know how to put this. Anyway, you, you pick one of their sides and depending on the side you choose, like the results at the end of that level are very different. And the entire next chapter of the game is completely different. Like you'll go down a completely different set of corridors and all this different stuff. It's not like super superficial, but it's it's de- definitely like path A, path B sort of thing. So if this was like, a Mass Effect game, it wouldn't be too impressive, but this is a very tight narrative game, so it actually works pretty well, just because, like, you're not really in these sort of big open spaces that you're exploring. Like, it's just sort of nice to go, like, have a different different, different scenery to even a small degree. Uh, overall, yeah, it's it's a really tight, smart game. The, the dialogue's really good. It's not super corny. Like, if you watch the Marvel movies, like sometimes it really dips into like the the Disney sort of Hollywoody garbage. Like what one liner zinger worked in the Captain America movie? Yeah, perfect. Use that one again like three times in this movie. Like what the exact <laughs> same line? It's like yes, yes for sure. I go okay. Um, it's very much its own thing. So that I, I really appreciated that because the only thing that really made me uninterested in this was that it was a Marvel property and Disney's been sort of mishandling a lot of their Marvel properties in the game form. Looking at you, Marvel versus Capcom Ultimate, where you only used fucking characters that were in Marvel movies. Fuck that. That's so stupid. <laughs> Wolverine not being in Marvel versus Capcom. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Anyway. That's that's uh, the general's gist of the game. Uh, questions? Uh, so, oh, who made this game again? Uh, oh, I meant to mention that like five times. Eidos Montreal. They did the Deus Ex games, the recent ones. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because I, I know this was someone who is... Uh, good at making games yes so you found you found the the because this was nominated for narrative awards yeah. so you found that the narrative and the dialogue was did it feel worthy of of nomination for narrative awards yeah yeah i i didn't i i didn't compare it to uncharted hastily i think that's a fair comparison in a lot of ways and i think that it has like a strong sort of adventure narrative akin to like an art uncharted game like you're going to all these different biomes doing all these crazy things and all for like a good reason like you don't you don't ever feel like you just cross this threshold and you're like oh no i'm in the ice zone it's like okay i'm just i'm along for the ride and wherever the ride takes me like i'm excited to see what's next right so yeah the narrative really did a really good job of propelling the gameplay because otherwise like going like the world building itself would not have been enough (laughs) Okay. Uh, is it is it completely is it completely solo? Is there any kind of co-op or multiplayer to it? Uh, no, I think it's one hundred percent solo. I don't think, like, like cool. I said, I don't think you can even switch characters. It's it's an extremely tailor-made experience, and it's something like. I haven't experienced in quite a while, and that's why I'm like pretty thrilled about it. Well, that's neat. You don't you don't get a lot of those. Like, what was the last one of those they did? That that Jedi game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jedi. Jedi Reborn. What the hell was that game called? The, the, yeah, the, Sh- Jedi, uh, Sh- Red-headed Shadow, actors Jedi Adventure. Shadow of the Jedi Boys. I really like that game. Why can't I remember what it's called? That's a really good game too. Uh, yeah, yeah you, you'll you'll figure it out. <laughs> look up last yeah. Star Wars game. <laughs> look, look up the one where it looks like the main character is just the actor that voiced him, <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, made famous by one season of Gotham, I think. Uh, and he was in Shameless. Oh. Oh, man. He's, he's a main cast in Shameless. I know. I know. Everyone's seen that show but me. I watched like four seasons of the UK one and I was like, I get it. I get it now. You know, I wouldn't watch the American one unless you like really just enjoy people 
being dicks and constantly sabotaging themselves for no real reason. Oh, wow. I did watch all of Succession recently, and I fucking loved it. Uh, then, then, you, <laughs> then you will probably, like, Her imagine monsters. Shameless... Uh, like, Shameless is just that, but instead of, like, stabbing each other in the back, they do heroin. Oh! Well, that sounds less fun. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it's a lot less fun. I wasn't a big okay. fan. <laughs> I mostly bullied my wife until she stopped watching it. <laughs> Like, can we go back to watching Stargirl or whatever's on CW now? <laughs> Stargirl. That's, isn't that a yeah. show on CW? Is it? I don't know. I, I Did you? I mean, we're, we're completely off topic here now because <laughs> I could talk about the CW for another 10 minutes. I know. And how they haven't, they haven't posted. They haven't been profitable since 2006. <laughs> but they keep making the same show that they started producing in like 2008. <laughs> what yep. are we doing wrong yep, here, they, boys? They, <laughs> <laughs> they merged they merged UPN and WB canceled all of their shows that didn't appeal to one demographic <laughs> and then stopped making money curious sir and curious and just, sir. what are we doing wrong guys <laughs> I don't understand I keep killing the mailmen but we're not getting any mail what are we what's going on here <laughs> I keep killing the mailman why can't I get the message <laughs> Anyways, um, start now. I enjoyed the movies. Do they try to make these guys look and sound like the movie characters? Because that always weirds me out when it's not the movie characters. Uh, Is it a bunch of soundalikes? No, not exactly. There's some like intonations that are similar. Um, Like uh, Rocket is definitely like got a gruff voice, but it's very clearly not Bradley Cooper but it's like still like the same sort of intonations he would put on a lot of words um what's his name Bilbo okay. the destroyer he doesn't mm-hmm. sound at all like Dave Batista but he still has that like sort of well not the manner of speaking because I think that's just how his dialogue is written in the comics but also he has that sort of like like oh, like the speech oh, patterns yeah, yeah, speech patterns he still has that like ho, 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 like sort of like Batista like but it, it it doesn't sound like him, so it's not like it's not like the uncanny valley where it's like yeah, it's a little too close. It's but it's off putting me. It's it's <laughs> it's plenty different enough where it's not bothersome. But it clearly drew inspiration from the movies. Yes. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I just that always throws me when I know that it's not them, but it's someone trying to be them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of an example, yeah. but there's like so many times when that happens. It's like, well, like, I mean, there was that that second, uh, you know, the second Aladdin movie return of Jafar where they got Dan Castle and Netta to do the voice of the genie. <laughs> and like, he's good. But Wait, the like, guy you know from it's Robin Williams. The guy from the Mindy Project? No, the guy from The Simpsons. The guy who does the voice oh, of Homer. Oh, yes, yes. yes, yes, yes. Okay. I, yeah. yeah, that guy. I was thinking I got conned into watching the Shrek Halloween special not long ago. And boy, what? they didn't try at all. The guy that does like the e- fucking Eddie Murphy donkey. Oh, man, it was infuriating to listen to that donkey talk. It's like, <laughs> what, what are you even trying to do here? You might as well have just had like fucking Stephen Hawking do the voice for this. Anyway. Uh, okay. So anyways, uh, <laughs> Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. This sounds like this sounds like a pretty safe bet. This sounds like something that, that I would enjoy, that most people would enjoy if you like doing the shooting and solving some simple puzzles. Yeah. Yeah. Am I am I understanding no, that right? Is, no, is, is there any, save me is some there time any downside? There. Any reason <laughs> any reason I shouldn't buy this? Uh, no, if you really hate Disney, don't buy it. But um, otherwise, yeah, so it's a pretty good buy. Like 
is they they don't make enough games like this anymore. So yeah, appreciate it while you can. Not that they're truly going All away. Right, good but, to know. You know. You know. <laughs> cool. So uh, yeah, yeah, he summed it up pretty quick, pretty well. So we're gonna move on. You want to talk to me about it takes two? Yeah. So it takes two is about uh, a sad little rich girl named Alyssa <laughs> and an orphan tomboy named Amanda who meet at summer camp and discover that they are actually each other's identical twin. Oh no! This is uh, and they're, they're, is this Freaky Friday? They're both played by. The, no, 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 no. You're, you're thinking of the parent trap. Oh, uh, parent trap. Uh, not Freaky Friday. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no. This is It Takes Two. Uh, I should have said, uh, Alyssa and Amanda are both played by Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Uh, uh. They're these Diane Barrows, who's the social worker who takes care of the orphans, is Kirstie Alley. The rich guy, if you can imagine Steve Gutenberg being a, an attractive rich man. I cannot. It's, I, like, but that's, you know, it's suspension of disbelief in the films. <laughs> okay. Um, so he's in there as well. <laughs> 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 oh god i've prepped the wrong thing for this episode ha 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 oh. it takes two is a uh, very well lauded action platform game that came out last year by the people who brought you um a way out and brother is a tale of two brothers or whatever it was called you know the one i'm talking about yes it's bothering me now that yeah. i don't remember the name it's a tale, a tale of two sons isn't it yeah brother's a tale of two sons which is what uh, brothers are um that's fine it's <laughs> fine uh it takes two is about a um pr- narratively because it got a lot of uh points for its narrative thing is about cody and may who are a married couple and have a daughter named rose who's like i don't know eight years old ish maybe nine something like that she's single digits high single digits um and Cody and May are getting divorced for non-specific reasons, and they let Rose know Rose doesn't like this, and she ends up going into her voodoo canning shed and crying on some sort of really weird um, voodoo creatures that she's made of her parents out of clay and like bracken and yard waste. (sighs) And that makes her parents' souls get sucked into them, and her parents must now find a way back to being their regular bodies by solving puzzles, running around, rekindling the relationship through the help of a racist stereotype of a Mexican character <laughs> in the guise of a self-help book. Uh, it's a quick question. Um, Do, so the, the, yes. the voodoo doll? Why does she have voodoo dolls of her parents? I'm not really sure. I'm guessing she just made them okay. as little things, like as little. Um, All right, so it wasn't malicious. I can't remember the. I don't think so. That's not. That's not explored in the narrative. Maybe that's up to you to kind of figure out yourself. But um, she has these little. I can't remember the term for them. The the there's there's a term that you talk about, like little little versions of a person that you'd make. Not a voodoo doll. It's another word, and it's driving me nuts. Uh, but anyways, she has these little these tiny little effigies of her parents that have come alive, uh, and she also has this this book of love by. A Dr. Hakeem that also comes to life and is just a talking book with a face on the cover and arms and legs. Uh, and he berates Cody and May constantly for being just so stupid all the time <laughs> in a, a again, I I cannot reinforce enough how much it sounds like a stereotypically racist person doing a fake Mexican accent, <laughs> like someone who only vaguely remembers what Speedy Gonzalez sounds oh, like. Jesus. Like it's, I don't know if that's the intention. Maybe the person doing the voice that is their regular talking voice, like you know, like a Gilbert Godfrey type situation where they just they have a very animated voice to begin with. But it it sounded incredibly racist to me. <laughs> 
but I'm also not the person to make that call. I am as white as this downy cider that I'm drinking <laughs> right now, which is fantastic. Please sponsor us. I'm sure they're listening. The gameplay uh, takes you through a bunch of different areas in a very like kind of you've been shrunk down. Honey, I shrunk the kids, the borrowers, the littles kind of way where you're these tiny little um, you know statues of, of parents running around through this potting shed and in the inside of a tree and all through all sorts of other places, you know, but in small, very, very small. And so that allows you to platform and solve puzzles in these very interesting environments. And the environments are very interesting. The puzzles can be a lot of fun. Each area that you're in, Cody and May each have a power which complements the other. So, for example, in the first area where you're in this potting shed, you get these two tool related powers where Cody can throw nails and then call them back like the hammer of Thor. And May can hit things with a hammer. And so the, the puzzles across all of the... Um, across all of the zones, effectively boiled down to, I we both need to get you and I, Cody and May, need to get over this gap. So I, as Cody, need to do the thing that Cody can do in this area to get you across, and then May, when you get across, you can do the thing that May does in this area to allow Cody to get across. And that's like ninety percent of the puzzles is basically raising platforms or opening doors or moving things out of the way using your powers to let the other person progress forward on this kind of linear path that you're going through. Sounds very collaborative. That's it, it's an incredibly collaborative game. I didn't really touch on that point. Thank you for bringing that <laughs> up. It is a it is a collaborative only game. You have to either play it couch co-op split screen or you and a person can play online and it's still couch co-op split screen setup. So you're still seeing what they're seeing, which was something that seemed really cool at first, but after beating the game, the person I was playing with it uh, and I looked at it and reflected that we didn't actually really make use of that more than once or twice Hmm. because it was it was usually very easy to explain or very obvious what needed to happen we rarely needed to tag each other in and say hey what the fuck am i looking at here what should i be doing Hmm. with this because in, in each area you really only have one tool at your disposal you have the hammer which means you can hit things Mm -hmm. or uh, and so that like that really only manifests itself in a couple of ways and those get introduced to you pretty quickly in each area so you get to a point and it's, okay, neither of us can move forward. Is there something that I can hit? Is there something that I can swing on? Is there something that you can pop with your nail or something that you can throw the nail into to secure it in place? And you kind of just scan the environment for those things, and that lets you progress forward. Quick question. So, yeah. Did, did mm-hmm. you play it at all online? Like, not couch? We, oh, I played it only online. Oh, oh, I did not oh, okay. play couch co-op sorry, at all. Sorry, sorry. I, I played it entirely online. So the person I was playing with and I could see each other's view, but I, it did never really made use of that other than occasionally like someone pointing out like, hey, what? look at this weird thing over here. Like kind of more pointing out a thing of interest than actually using it to collaborate on solving a puzzle. Yeah. That's the kind of the overarching explanation of it. I think you can probably tell from my tone that this may not have been my favorite game of the year. Hmm. <laughs> well, and you did rail against the racist book. <laughs> the 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 book. So the narrative is interesting, and the narrative takes a very '90s movie approach to divorce, <laughs> wherein divorce is when people don't love each other anymore. Yeah. Can be or solved by playing a board game or doing a puzzle together. Right. This is a very kids movie idea of divorce, like something from It Takes Two, starring Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, <laughs> or The Parent Trap, starring Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Lohan again. Um, as basically like, oh, you just need to become friends again and be reminded of why you fell in love in the first place. <laughs> it's a very, very 
milk toast romanticized idea of divorce, which it's weird romanticizing divorce, but um, there are moments of, of of genuine pathos or interest, but all of the air is sucked out of the room every time that book arrives <laughs> because the book is just brash and abrasive and obnoxious and does not really say anything of use. It just repeats that you need to work together in a variety of different ways, which I know it's a co-op game <laughs> about solving puzzles. And like the the way that they've written out this story, I, I, I really don't like because it's not there are moments that they try to be very sincere and serious, mm. but are completely ruined by this completely ridiculous book. There are moments that border on the insane and bizarre that, again, are ruined by the silliness of other parts. Mm -hmm. And at no point do the characters really grow through the storyline as far as, like, understanding each other better or ever really show why they don't like they they shit on each other all the time. But it's all incredibly just generic stuff. Mm -hmm. Like if the story had that May had cheated on Cody while on a business trip and Cody was having difficulty trusting her. And that's what needed to be repaired. Like there would be a clear impetus that they needed to work through. But because there is no clear impetus, it doesn't feel like you're working through anything or working towards anything. They're just being really snippy to each other for no reason. That like, and it's snippy in the way that like you would be with your roommate that you were tired of in college, just like kind of throwing out snide remarks. <laughs> and again, like you're in a very tense life or death situation. You can see your child roaming your house with no supervision, trying to climb into the attic and potentially hurting themselves. And you seem more interested in just snipping at each other. It doesn't really oh, work for on me. that topic. Um, what, what's going on? Is there like, is time moving forward? Is the child just like realized she has infinite freedom and is just now like, you know, home aloneing it in the house. Like, what's going on there? This is—it's the dumbest child, um, <laughs> who because she's she's like trying to engage with her parents, where her mother is sleeping on a couch, or it looks like the mother's taking a nap on the couch, which is fine. And children interact with attempted interact with napping adults all the time, <laughs> uh, but the father is just staring off into space out the window, like just <laughs> like he's entered a coma staring out the window and she just kind of walks in the room and be like dad i'm sorry that uh, whatever i i feel like this is maybe I, I put down a record for mom to listen to when she wakes up so maybe that will help you to be friends again it's it's very like again it feels like a 90s movie like you're supposed to be like oh she wants her parents to love each other again in, uh, in the end and i'm gonna go times. i'm gonna go a bit into yeah it's it's I'm going to go not really into spoilers, you know, story specific spoilers, but more conceptual spoilers. There is an ending where um, things escalate and I'm putting those in like using big foam fingers tile air quotes mm -hmm. of like it escalates and then is immediately resolved before you can even finish processing the escalation. Oh. So like the stakes, you don't even have time to write down the stakes before the stakes have been erased. That reminds me of uh, was like yeah, that reminds me of every '90s movie. What was that 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 Shaq Genie movie? Oh, Kazam! Yeah, uh, for some reason that's the first thing that popped into my head. Yeah, I got very '90s. And if it was trying to do a pastiche of that kind of thing, it'd be great. But it's it's not that I can yeah. tell. The puzzling aspect of it, the first act that we played through in the potting shed, 
really fun. We were blown away with how interesting the use of these little these these simple mechanics were to to explore areas to go through places. Mm. The second act where you're going through a hollow tree and you're high helping these squirrels in their war against these wasps and you're given weapons to fight these things. Again, really interesting. You get to the third act, fourth act, I'm still engaged. The puzzles are all still just that, like, how do I raise a platform and open, or open a door for you? Mm-hmm. And then you raise a platform or open a door for me. But the mechanics they've invented are still really interesting, and the areas you're going through are really interesting. And it hits this kind of midpoint where you now then shift into, well, there's four more things you need to do for me. And it was at that point in the game where I was like, oh, I'm done with this. <laughs> We're going to keep playing, but I'd be fine if it stopped now. Yeah. And I, I'm actually a little disappointed every time I realize that there are three more stages I need to go through because I'm not, none of this feels fresh and new <laughs> to me. It just feels like more of the same type of, of puzzle. Yeah. And I'm wondering if there was something during production where like the game was too short and they needed more. Um. Because they, 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 the Cody and May have this plan as how they think they're going to be able to get back to being an adult size. And they work really hard to get there and it fails. And then they just kind of like the racist book shows up. It's like, no, you need to do this. Come help me do these four things. You can get the four pieces of this map back if you do these four things for uh, me. And then you do. And then it's okay. Do one more thing. And then it's done. The MacGuffin quest. Yeah. And, and everything up to that point had been very like the racist book saying hey you just go do it like you figure this out you need to go figure out how to work together and be a team mm. and then at that point there's like, oh by the way the MacGuffin quest yeah. you, you all, also do this as well by the way I can you pick up my laundry <laughs> uh. right yeah I need you to run these four errands for me and then, then I'll tell you how to be regular again uh, so it's it's a shame because the first half of that game is really great. And I think if the game had stopped after the first half, it, half, it would be one of my top three games of the mm. year. It may still be um, at, least, maybe, at least overall or in this our bracket here, maybe not overall that I, I played, but sure. definitely in this in that bracket. But it's it's really good. I think you could have a lot of fun playing it with a partner or you know, sitting down with people. But I, I think that the things that it got praised for narratively, I, I just did not feel mm. And I felt the game was too long. Really fun, but and mechanically really tight and interesting. Like there was, I, we didn't run into a single bug. We didn't run into any like texture rendering, pop in, yeah. you, seeing through things, clipping, none of that. Gorgeous Ooh, game. Really, all of the movement felt really good. All of the the mechanics, moving stuff around, all felt really good. Um, yeah, this is this isn't too like long. a $60 game either. This is what, like 30, 40 bucks? I think, yeah, I think 30 bucks was what I got it for. And one of the great things is if you, uh, I believe it's one of the ones where if you buy it, someone else can play it with you. Yeah, it has like on Xbox, there's a a version, a separate version you download and it's just like the friend version. So as long as you get an invite from somebody on the full version, you can play. Yeah. So if you, if you've got you and your partner want to play this or you're, you, you've got a friend cross country that you've been meaning to play a game with, or you want to get this for a guy and his, you know, and his boyfriend that are going to play games together. Like this is a great gift for that. <laughs> I can totally see why it's as popular as it is because it, it is. And it's not one of those games that's going to get, make couples hate each other or fight each other. Mm. Like it's, <laughs> it's very cute. It's very lighthearted. It, I also do think it does like it requires you to be familiar with games. The boss fights are gaming boss fights. 
like they are not fun little puzzle boss fights that yeah they take some of them are hard some of them require real run jump dodge go behind here aim shoot dodge type of gameplay like it is not the same because everything leading up to that point most of it is not really time sensitive you have time to stand and figure out what your next move is the boss battles are just regular platform action platformer boss battles. Oh, okay. Like they have that feel of a boss battle from a Banjo Kazooie or a Spyro or a, a Crash Bandicoot. Hmm. So, like, you wouldn't be able to buy this for like you know your sister and her best friend, one of which doesn't play games. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's I it, I, I kind of rambled on there for a long while there, but I think I, I think I covered all my thoughts. Yeah, no, I got 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 my most of my questions out. Uh, my last question is. Will you do the impression of the racist book for me? <laughs> um, I'm I'm going to try. I'm going to leave it up to our editor and uh, producer discretion as to redacted whether or not whether or not this needs to be cut. So please bleep this out <laughs> if I'm going to get canceled. Okay, here we go. Hold it right there. Look at these dolls. Almost forgot they used to be humans. Ay, ay, ay. That's that's all I needed to hear. It's good knowing you, buddy. <laughs> and now I can't wait for that to be taken out, like just clipped out, and like here is what Andy thinks people who come from Mexico sound like. <laughs> oh, that can be our audiogram. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I, this I, week on Game Off, Andy gets canceled. <laughs> Everyone, please remember that one of the first things I said was how I'm pretty sure that impression is racist. (laughs) Is it still racist if you say it's racist before saying the racist thing? Yes, yes, I think so. Yes, it is. Okay, well, good. (laughs) I have activated your trap card expertly there. (laughs) My 12-wing 14-eyed dragon has been summoned. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, you want to you know rank rank some games here? Yeah, fuck it. Um, <laughs> why, fuck it, why not? Fuck it. That's what we do here. Um, I'm I'm gonna put this a little lower than I thought I was. I'm gonna put it at number four below Tales of Arise, Loop Hero, and Scarlet Nexus. I was having a having a quick ponder about this Scarlet Nexus thing because Guardians of the Galaxy is objectively a better game, but it's like. It's I, I played a lot of Scarlet Nexus. That's a really fun game. Guardians of the Galaxies. <laughs> it's tight. It's tight. It's real tight. It's not my type of game in a lot of ways, but also it's like really, really solid in a lot of other ways. So still, yeah, I mean, it's, it's on the top 50 percent. So it's still pretty good. How about you? There are three games on my list where part of my description of them were I think this game might be racist or problematic in some way. <laughs> you have a type. This this year somehow. Oh, this year. Although strangely, EDF World Brothers and Honey Pop Two were not nominated for Game of Year. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Despite EDF World Brothers being your top three. Yeah. Well, that's getting out of there now. It's been knocked down to number four. Oh. It takes two. Is ended up being in my top three for this year. Um. It, on the bracket so far, uh, maybe we'll maybe something else will knock that out. Please, yeah. I'm still shocked on Pac-Man as your favorite game of the year. That's really saying a lot you know, about the game. I, it's it was without reproach. <laughs> okay. I I just I have nothing that I would do to it to make it better. So it's like a it's like a Swiss cake roll. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the pinnacle of of culinary achievement. There's nothing I could do to make a Swiss cake roll better. <laughs> I think you said the magic words. I, you've, I don't think you've ever uttered in your entire life. And it was, I wish it was longer. And I was like, <laughs> what did you just fucking say? What did you just fucking say out loud? Right now? A video game? I, you no, know, I think you're right. <laughs> That may be the first game I've ever actively wanted more content for. <laughs> uh, I, I probably will never hear that again as long as I live because we <laughs> live in the era. I started playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla again. I'm 60 hours in and I'm not even halfway through. I don't I'm fucking understand what they're doing. Anyway. Well, I, I, I can't wait to cover all 500 hours of content from Dying Light 2. <laughs> I'm leaving that one to you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right you got anything you want to plug this week anything you want to shill no no new videos on the youtube.com slash rpg channel plug the uh, <laughs> get back to that eventually once my office is done uh, how, how about you? you you've been active on twitter lately what, what are you doing oh man i'm mostly on twitter just talking about how shitty product placement in movies are and how absolutely fucking lame it is that Shang-Chi had people driving around in a fucking BMW i3. <laughs> with those corny little and, blue uh, flame cutouts on the front. With the, God, it looks so stupid. It's so dumb. <laughs> you think you got these, you could go down out, out to Hollywood, you go to these museums where they have those like displays of recreations of famous cars. Yeah. And you see the, 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 the 1960s Batmobile, you can see the, the general Lee. And then like, what do you just have? Shang Chi's just stock BMW i3 with a sticker on the side. <laughs> Remember that guys? Remember how fucking sick that was that i3 with a sticker on the side. Quintessential bold. <laughs> yeah. The i3. God, it makes me, Makes me so mad. Right. I don't blame you. That was that was a surprisingly it's, decent movie, though. You, I assumed you watched it all the way oh yeah, through. I, oh yeah, I, <laughs> you I, shut I really, it off after really that. Nope, <laughs> cashing out. I mean, I was so mad at that scene <laughs> and how dumb it was, and how the car was after driving through the forest at top speed against trees that are trying to kill it comes out perfectly unscathed. <laughs> Just a little bit, a little bit of dirt only on the mudguard. <laughs> um, fucking please. <laughs> Anyways, otherwise very enjoyable film. One of the better Marvel things I've seen this year. It really was. There's a lot of dog shit Marvel movies out there. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, Did did, what was your Twitter handle (laughs) while we're on? Oh, God. Yeah. Right. I'm solid talker. Come on there to see me mostly just be angry at companies and try to get nft bros to yell at me because i feel like that'll raise my profile a little bit on twitter but they just they're like not even noticing me so i, I like that's bad because they're out there they're searching too and busy not pissing even, away they don't money. give a shit about they don't even give a shit about my my complaints about nfts so <laughs> oh there's a poor boy talking to us about nfts oh, <laughs> how's your monkey doing jpeg monkey i should say that <laughs> dangerous uh, words to say randomly fucking peter molyneux making nft games oh no i'm done i saw we, we're all over the place here in this ending and we're rambling on yeah. but the the, the uh, on the sterling podcast he said that he he knows P- nfts are bad because peter molyneux is interested in them and he knows that peter molyneux is a scam artist because he's using nfts <laughs> like, it's just it's a self-encouraging circle there yes self-indicating for sure Uh, alright let's let's end this episode before I start talking about police story oh god yeah good idea alright everyone we'll see you next time bye